0: Hi Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hello. Thank you for being here today, and everybody else. Welcome to Oranges and Peaches, yeah, the library podcast. Okay, <laughs> it's a big day. We've talked about her before. Oh, yeah. Every now she's episode. here.
1: Our boss, Melissa. Uh, we had a, a an awesome time setting up. We forgot everything we knew. Um, oh my god. 20 n- now minutes we're here. Fumbling yeah. around
0: <laughs> Oh, welcome! Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, thank you for being here. <laughs> so yeah, Melissa knows all kinds of things about like everything. Every question we get asked, she knows the best answer. Yes, and so we're no so, pressure. No, I mean it's just true. It's not. It is true. <laughs> so yeah, so we're so excited to have her here today to talk with us about um, rural house history or rural structure history, which is part two of the episode we did. In, like, August, I think? No, in
1: September. Yeah. Yeah. About how to research your house. But that was, yeah, that was an in-town, mm-hmm. historical Lawrence Center episode. And now we're talking about if you don't have a house in that rather small block range, yeah, how you can learn about that house or maybe a shed or a barn or any yeah, sort of any kind yeah, of structure those
0: little those tiny weird buildings that are out in the middle of fields which we have discussed before maybe we'll discuss them today but first um we have to do our updates yes so melissa did you bring any updates for us it's okay if not
2: no not really okay <laughs> that's okay we, we
0: have some prepared yeah i just want to give you your chance um what's what are your updates ruby um what are my updates
1: uh, it was Halloween. That yep. <laughs> was one of our updates. That was yesterday. Yesterday was Halloween. Um, I did not work. I think you. Yes, you worked. I was here. And there was candy passed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were
0: a lot of trick or treaters. Very the cute. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that was fun. I uh, I did not do anything. I turned the living room lights off because uh, children were banging on the door, and I did not have candy for them. So. <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah, did yeah. you did you guys trick or treat? Yeah, we took um, my younger son trick or treating in Old West Lawrence. Fun. Um, yeah. We missed last year. We just kind of sat it yeah. out, so mm-hmm. it was fun to to take him this year. And we just kind of pulled together a costume out of stuff that we oh. had. Yeah. Um, so it was very on the fly. And our neighborhood doesn't really. I live in Old East Lawrence, and there isn't a lot of trick or treating going on over there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But lots of people in Old West Lawrence are performing wonderful community service by <laughs> decorating their houses and, like, really getting into the spirit. That so was me. Yeah.
0: yeah. I know. I wasn't one of them.
2: Sorry. Yeah, I learned um, this morning when I walked in the library
0: <laughs> that Old West Lawrence was the place to go trick-or-treating. And that's where everyone flocks to because me and Lucian were just, like, sitting in our living room. <laughs> And Lucian loves Halloween. He was so excited to maybe get trick-or-treaters this year. So we were just sitting there for, you know, when I got home from work for hours. <laughs> and the first trick-or-treaters we got, you know, Lucian was sitting so sadly in front of the door. And we saw some kids walking across the street on the other side of the street. So Lucian, like, ran out to, to give them candy. Recruiting trick-or-treaters from yeah. across the street. They ran across the street, too, though, to meet him. I love him. that. So they were really excited. Oh. Yeah, old West Lawrence though
2: Yeah, it's the place to go It's yeah. the place,
0: yeah, yeah. We've porch only, candy.
2: like once One year we accidentally left our porch light on At our <laughs> oh, no. house oh. And <laughs> thankfully it was after we had gotten home From trick-or-treating So we had our kids candy Oh no <laughs> <laughs> And this one kid like Was being apparently driven around the neighborhood oh. And so he popped out of a car And came up and knocked on our door Whoa. And so we were like uh hang on a second oh. <laughs> and yeah that's oh my probably the only trick-or-treater we've ever that's
1: had amazing
2: the only one yes. wow that's a yeah.
0: good one yeah wow driving around my mom would never yeah that does that's seem amazing. kind of against the spirit but i don't know i mean sometimes it's really
2: hard to walk
1: like yeah it's a yeah. lot of ground to cover yeah.
2: yeah i think maybe i don't know maybe if you don't realize that there are pockets of town where yeah. there's, like, really good trick-or-treating and you're mm-hmm. just in East Lawrence and there's, oh. like, one house on this block and one house on that block. That's so
0: surprising about East Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, Halloween. Good update. And tomorrow is Election Day. Yes. But by the time you are listening to this, all of this will be really far in the path. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Just enjoy that. And, um Mm, yeah we got a city update uh the bus route redesign which melissa actually could talk about do you want to update the people
2: the listeners on the um so i i guess just the route redesign um there's a survey open right now yes. if you'd like to weigh in on the route redesign um there are two proposals um two scenarios that have been presented so yeah, it's a fun survey, and you can get in there and let let the tr- folks at transit know what your preferences are.
1: Mm-hmm. Perfect. I like the surveys because you get rewarded with the word cloud at the end. Oh, and you get to see some of the comments that other people have made, and it's that kind of like, I'll I'll put in the time to weigh in if I get to see other people's
0: answers. <laughs> I am unfamiliar with this word cloud, and I wanted to look at, like, the miscellaneous comments, and I couldn't find them.
1: You have so. to—I think you have to kind of scroll down through—there's a way to, okay. to see, but gotta anyway, dig. yeah, you got to uh, kind of dig through it. Dang, yeah, because I wanted to see it. But I do it for, yeah, for the nosiness. Yeah. That is <laughs> That's my theme. personality. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm going to buy my bus pass today, my monthly bus pass. Yeah. Woohoo! Very exciting. Um, okay, we have one more update. I think, right? Do we? Uh, a library update is that this month, November fourteenth through the eighteenth. Oh yes, at various locations in the library, um, there will be pieces of paper, and magazines, and probably like glue, and uh, I don't know, uh, crowns or something, like writing utensils, and prompts about. Hazlet. What? Crowns? I know. Yeah. Oh, God, this okay, like I'm a sorry like a lifelong
1: just... thing. <laughs> Incredible.
0: Yeah. What? What is crayons? I, is that the
1: that, I think that's how you're supposed to say it. I say crayons.
0: I think what confused me is Crown Center in Kansas City. Oh, yeah. there's the Crayola stuff there. And I thought it was oh. like the Crayola Center as a kid. That's understandable. So I thought it was just I'm sorry, I derailed your update. (gasps) Gosh, Okay. this is one of many uh, pieces of paper (laughs) throughout the life. Yeah, so anyway, tables with stuff to make um, little pages of a communal zine related to quarantine and the pandemic. So we're going to have questions about, you know, um, I don't know, about all kinds of different aspects of uh, the pandemic and quarantine experience. And what we're asking is that folks, make a page respond to those questions on a page in some form so you could just put images you could put words uh those are the options i think i don't think there's other sorts of yeah. things you could put on a piece of paper right anyway yeah and um and then they'll all get bound up into um zines which are little magazines basically together and they'll be like uh these little portals about what it was like to be in Lawrence during the quarantine especially but during the pandemic in general so it's kind of a little you know kind of like a little closing chapter this (laughs) ongoing uh crisis
1: yeah I love this I'm very excited to see what people uh come up with and how they are processing this time and um I I have been thinking a lot about living through a, a really big historical moment and when I'm down in our local history room thinking about, like, what will be there about the pandemic of 2020 to TBD <laughs> year. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just think it's very cool that, that you're doing this. That yeah. that we have this little library-wide set of stations for people to, to contribute. Right.
0: And everyone's welcome, you know, kiddos, teens. Although it sounds like teens are more into digital art at this at this point in time. So that's fine. And adults. <laughs> and, you know, everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you have any questions, you should email me if you're listening and you have a question. Yes. Um, and we'll put the events and stuff in the <laughs> show notes so you can make sure you're here and contributing to one. Because
1: <laughs> it's going to be very cool. And you
0: could always make one at home. You don't necessarily have to come into the library because it's True. just half of a piece of... Standard copy paper, so eight and a half inches by five and a half inches, that size. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. I think that's it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Whew, I feel kind of exhausted. From that. <laughs> <laughs> Just the update portion. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So moving on. Yeah. Next. Next portion. Um, so this is following up, like we said on the episode we did with Frankie, that was about um house history research Mm -hmm. because frankie had asked melissa full circle yes um about researching the house that she just bought in north lawrence and so yeah so we talked through the resources last time you should listen to that episode if you are interested and you know maybe if you have a house that's in lawrence in one of our historic neighborhoods um but yeah the purpose of today's podcast is to talk about all the other uh places all the other yes houses yeah yeah so should we yeah i guess we should ask our question right yeah this is us yeah this a is us asking
1: off. a question
0: yeah you want to ask it you want me to ask it
1: i can't reach your
0: piece of paper you gotta ask it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay um so melissa so if a patron comes to the desk and they have a question about they what they want to research the history of their God, I just said all this. Man, I was so <laughs> Okay, where do you start when someone wants to research a structure like that?
2: Sure. So, um, yeah, so a lot, the the greatest density, I guess, of resources for researching a historic building really center around kind of old downtown Lawrence and the neighborhoods right around that. So old West Lawrence, old East Lawrence. I'm sure last time you probably mentioned the Sanborn maps, mm-hmm. um, which I think- the they give a I think a pretty good representation of the areas where there's the best information for researching old houses. Mm. Um, so once you kind of get outside of that um, range of resources, um, it does get a little bit harder. Um, newspapers are going to remain a really great resource, basically no matter where you are, um, because even even rural areas. Um, in the past, you know, the kind of, I'd say late 19th century, early 20th, or like early to maybe mid 20th century. Um, newspapers were a really great resource for people to stay connected across the community. So a lot of times there would be like um, like columns in newspapers that were about the happenings in little, uh, areas out in um, rural communities. Um, I had a actually a question from a patron not too long ago um, that led me to discover um, an area that's actually in Jefferson County, but it's called Knowledge Hill, mm. which I thought was a great name for an area. <laughs> Love it. Um, but it had a little column. There was a little column in the journal world for a long time about, you know, Knowledge Hill and happenings around that. And it was named for the school that was oh, um, kind of in that area. So um and I think that actually was fairly common um in the past there were you know rural schools were sort of scattered around mm-hmm. the county um you know try, you know a lot there were there was usually a part of um of each township that was sort of set aside to be the land for a school mm-hmm. because oh. you know we having public education has been a you know a core tenant of our
0: democracy <laughs> right. since yeah. you know
2: since the beginning um and because people didn't have you know you were you were walking or by horseback for a long time and rural roads were not great so you know having lots of little schools made it possible mm-hmm. for kiddos to to get there um so and then those schools you know often were also community centers so Um, So it makes sense that, you know, some of the communal life would be kind of arranged around schools. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So, yeah. So the newspapers had these chatty little.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And what, like, counts as a happening? Like, if a house is built, is it a happening?
2: It could be. I mean, certainly sometimes you'll see, you know— you know, Joe Smith is, you know, putting up a new hog shed out on his, you know, back (laughs) eighty. I love this. Um, You know, so I mean, that that totally could be a happening. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it had to do with, you know, somebody having a visitor or, you know, um, something like that. But certainly there could be, there could be something related to architecture.
0: Yeah. Um, Because I feel like when I see that in old newspapers, it's always, yeah, it's like so-and-so hung out with, so-and-so this afternoon Uh which is really cute yeah yeah um I want
1: I want to know what kind of scandals came out of this I'm just excited for like yeah like everyone that's calling on your house like what yeah writing it down on the paper I don't know Mm -hmm. I'm just concocting drama in my own head but I love it yeah
2: I'm I'm sure there (laughs) were scandalous things reported at some point yes and
0: how did they know like was it like, did you tell the newspaper that the visit was happening, or were they spying? Uh,
2: you know, I'm not entirely sure <laughs> mm. how all of that stuff happened, um, mm. but I think I think probably there was some. Just like people know who the person is who conveys this to the editor of the paper, right. and they might share it or have a conversation, or or just that person notices something. I don't. I don't actually know <laughs> yeah. uh, exactly what the official mechanism was, but. This right. fun um, yeah yeah
1: hmm. <laughs> so wow. we're coming back to our dear friend newspaper archive yeah oh yeah the source <laughs> of all things
0: um although for i mean but for these like little towns or you know little like tiny communities in kansas um some of the other archives that we have access to might also like might have better information even because like right like the did the, the kansas herald of freedom or whatever um you know i wonder if these like tiny newspapers might have even more specific information about
2: you know this sort of like my like super micro daily Sure. so um i think uh yeah i for um i i mean i am completely on board in the like (laughs) love fest around newspaper archive um but the kansas digital newspapers program, Um, the emphasis in that project is all Kansas newspapers that are in the public domain. So uh, things at the time that the project was going on, that was uh, everything before 1923. Mm. So um, yeah, so there would be more of the of, you know, just Kansas community mm-hmm. newspapers, um, which newspaperarchive.com is awesome for us because it has the Lawrence Journal world in it in its entirety, but it might not have some of the other, uh, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like the right. Baldwin paper or the LeCompton paper, mm-hmm. to be honest, I'm not entirely sure if if it has those papers or not, but oh. I, I guess I haven't worried about that because I know that those are in the Kansas digital newspapers program.
1: Right.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. So for the Kansas digital newspapers program, you would need to know enough information to try to kind of hone in on a date.
2: Um, Yeah. I mean, I think like if you have names, you know, you uh could do keyword searching for names Um, or like if you identified... A little geographic area, you know, okay, like you yeah. could do some searching and try to find out, like, was there a regular column for this little neighborhood or hamlet, right?
0: Yeah, because mm-hmm. we totally thought that um, newspaper archive was the only one. I think that had OCR, but can't. but
2: Kansas Digital also Newspapers does. program oh, does too. Awesome. It's keyword searchable. Oh also. man, very yeah. cool. Yes. Yeah. That, okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. That
1: helps. That is very. That's very helpful. <laughs> <real. laughs>
2: yes awesome yeah and then the other thing um in newspapers is that quite often real estate transfers um there is actually some uh i think legal requirement um that that legal transfer of property be posted in the newspaper Uh um again i'm not entirely sure what the parameters of that are but um, but that that has been something that's been going on in newspapers for a really long time. Those sort of like legal notices that, you know, so and so bought this property from so and so.
0: Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So it sounds like, yeah, even when you're researching rural um properties, some of the same resources will still apply, which is which is good. Yeah. 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 So I guess we were wondering about maybe
2: sources that
0: um yeah, that that
2: are yeah, that are less good for. Right. Yeah. Towny stuff. Um, So some of the things um, that would be specific to rural areas would be um, like plat maps or property ownership maps. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a couple of them here in our physical collection for Douglas County. Um, The State Historical Society actually has a page of links to all of the digitized um, property plat or property ownership maps that they have for the state. Um, And those show the, you know, like, so a map of a township would show who the, who the owners are of the property within that township. It would show the acreage that they own. Mm. Um, So, yeah, so those are great Mm. for identifying who owned what property at that point in time. And often those maps, like we've got, is it 19... O two and nineteen twenty one, I believe. So you can look at, you know, from one to the next and see that Mm -hmm. you know ownership may have changed over time. Yeah. yeah. Who who,
0: like who houses the plat maps? I guess the historical society houses them now. And who was making the plat maps in the first place?
2: Those so like ours were just there was a company that was just going Mm -hmm. around making.
0: Oh really? Just like atlases. So I think it was the Ogle
2: Company, and I think they just went from community to community. There was a lot of stuff like that going on, like the bird's eye views, Mm -hmm. the Sanborn maps, the atlases. There were just companies, and that was what they did: was go from community to community and create these resources. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very cool. Yeah, and yeah, weird. And then would the county like
0: buy them or?
2: Yeah, I think probably. They're probably the people who, um, you know, they were, there was probably some sort of peddling going on to try to get community members. Like often you'll find they have um, like biographical sketches of prominent people. They probably have pictures of prominent people. And I think the idea was you should buy a copy of this because you're in it. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. I don't know.
0: I would yeah, like that. <laughs> okay, but so then, so tell us about, um, like how were how were the boundaries of the plat map determined? Was it just like here's a little community we're gonna, or was it like this section township range thing that I, that we, we talked about before a little bit, and I don't really know what it means.
2: So, <laughs> so, um, so like the maps that we have, it's an it's an atlas of Douglas County, okay. and I think the counties. T- like kind of tended to be the the container for a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So each county has in Kansas has multiple townships in it. So um, and a township. So the section township range thing is the um, public land survey system, which was basically created by Thomas Jefferson um, back in you know the you yeah. know like right i think right after the revolutionary war mm-hmm. and um it was a system that was being used to help describe uh, parcels of land so that so that transfers and ownership could be tracked um and it's in effect for most of the western probably two-thirds of the United States. I think maybe they started using it, like, in Ohio and then kind of going wow. west. Um, and the idea is, so um, so sections are, um, like, uh, so in a township, there are 36 sections, oh. and each section is a square mile, oh. and each section also contains... Six hundred and forty acres, and the township is so it's sort of like a like a grid system. so uh-huh. a township um they're they're numbered and then they're either south or west or south or Ooh. north or south um and actually the Kansas-Nebraska border is the dividing line between the north and south Ooh. in hmm. the system oh. um, and so. Uh, So you might see a township that is like 13 south or 14 south, Mm -hmm. something like that. And then the ranges are going the other direction. So those are your east and west. So you're going to see, again, numbers that are, you know, 12 east, 46 Mm -hmm. west. And so it's just like finding a, you know, a plot on a a grid. So you've got... You know, you're looking for 13 south and 46 west. And when you find those two things together, then you've identified your township. And then within that, the sections are numbered from 1 to 36. So you're looking for, you know, section 36 in township, 12 south, range 42 east. Yeah. Okay. And so then that that pinpoints that square mile uh-huh. and then the section mm. can be further divided um, so into quarters into mm. quarters of a quarter so you might see um, a um, in a rural area you might see a property script description that is like... Um, the north half of the southwest quarter of the you know of uh section 36 of you know township 12 south range so it's yeah yeah
1: that, ex- okay. Yeah. that okay that makes sense for like looking up information and finding just kind of like a a word and number jumble. Yes. yes. That's confusing. Yeah.
2: So it's way easier to explain if you've got a map in front of you. Right. I no, think. It's, <laughs> yeah, I think it was clear. I th- and yeah, I think it was clear.
0: Yeah, it makes I sense mean, to me. Yeah. And well, and, the re- and so because I was kind of thinking that, right, like if you're doing something in town, we learned that to f- to trace the historical documents back in time, you have to have that legal description and be able to like really, you know, I don't know just, just like precisely define the the plot of land and the structure that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if it's the same with rural properties in terms of this uh this yeah.
2: Yes. So yeah, so you um, that that legal description is is precisely identifying mm-hmm. the property that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So and you know sometimes so one of the one of the other resources that I think is great for kind of historical research of rural properties. Um, The Bureau of Land Management has a database that is the general land office records. And it has, um, it's searchable by name, by location, um, but it has like land (laughs) patents from, which is, which were basically the, the transfer of property from the federal government to like homesteaders and, and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, so like my family, my great-great-grandparents um, homesteaded in Nebraska, and on the wall of the farmhouse is the land patent signed by Grover Cleveland Whoa. that, you know, is the, trans- the statement of transfer from the yeah. government to my great-great-grandfather. Um, so you can get on the Bureau of Land Management um, GLO site and you can put in someone's name or a location and you can see those land patent. That is and so cool. So, cool. and so those would have been, you know, multiple acres. Right, um, but it still has that it describes the property using that same system and language. Mm. So, you could identify that that property and then that's what you're following through time and it might be it might get further broken up you know, if it, if it does at some point, um, like as land gets subdivided, um, like here in Lawrence, you would see, uh, like as land kind of on the periphery of the city is brought more into alignment with the city and then gets subdivided, Mm -hmm. then it would be replatted, um, as a subdivision. Mm -hmm. And then it would stop having that kind of section township range description and it would become more of a like lot 32 and the i don't know oak hill subdivision or something yeah right Ah. wow
0: wild cool
2: yeah
1: i'm very excited about this we will put all of this in in our show notes for you to go searching around on
0: yeah and yeah. I guess yeah. So in legal documents, like if you were building a structure in like a century ago in the country, would you have had to file something with the county government? <laughs> um,
2: so I would doubt it. I'm not okay. sure at <laughs> what know. point um, you know like code enforcement began uh-huh. or permits started to be required. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, like, but yeah. like, would there be a like a deed for a farmhouse that was built in like 1870? Well, I mean, so typically um, my understanding of those kinds of records is that the deed is for the property um, uh. rather than the buildings on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like um, like the registrar's office, the county register of deeds, um, they are the keepers of all of the um, records related to transfers of property, um, in Douglas County. Um, and their records wouldn't really so much be about a house per se as about the, mm-hmm. the land, um, mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. Um, I think, you know, there are exceptions to that. Um, you know, if, if someone is recording like a, you know, a mortgage or um, like has a lien on a property, mm-hmm. um, then probably the the structures would come into that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the, the property records would be – that's, I think, with, with rural and with researching properties that are in town. Um, sometimes, like, f- for instance, my house, which is in East Lawrence, um, it was built sometime between 1868 – and 1873. And I'm someone who has, you know, you know, some experience with doing this kind of research. (laughs) Some, just a (laughs) little. And and has been, you know, doing it, you know, like trying to figure it out for a while. But Mm -hmm. I have never found anything that's yet that says this house was built, you know, at Mm -hmm. this time. Mm -hmm. I just know from the the evidence that I have that at some time in that, you know, five-year range
0: mm-hmm. um
2: and so like often with with older properties you're told um you know if you look at the tax records if there's a big jump in the tax valuation for a property then you can think maybe uh, that's oh, the right. year that the house was built because the value of the property went up yeah. significantly but yeah it's not going to say this valuation went up because a house was built. Right. It's sort of circumstantial evidence unless you can find Mm -hmm. something else that Mm -hmm. definitively says that. So in rural areas, yeah, like if you, if you're trying to find out, you know, when the corn crib on your property was built, um, you know, I guess, again, kind of thinking back to my grandparents' farm, like that would be, that would be like oral, history with a family member you know that sort of Uh, yeah family memory that was our
0: next yeah I think that we're hitting on all the questions already but yeah like the sort of the official documents or like sort of historical documents and then other sources yeah that we were thinking about mm -hmm. um, finding out information from so you think like
2: family members Mm -hmm. yeah so I think you know often yeah if there are people who are associated with the property or have lived in the area of the property, you know, those, yeah, definitely. I mean, those folks are a resource as well. Um, And, you know, if you've been, (laughs) you know, you've been living across the road from the Joe Smith family for 50 years, Mm -hmm. you know, you probably have some, you know, (laughs) (laughs) some idea of, oh yeah, I remember the year Joe, he, Tore down the old barn and you know put up that new silo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what's a what's a corn crib? A corn crib? It's a <laughs> it's a building for storing corn. A building oh. like corn cobs of corn. But it's not like a crib. It's just called a. No, I think um, so. Uh, it's like got a like kind of a slatted design uh, so that there's okay. airflow so things can, can uh, dry yeah. and not get moldy. Okay. Yeah i love this i love this
0: farm terminology okay. yeah so so i guess we were trying to think of yeah like a specific structure out in the country that if someone came into the library and they were like here's a wooden shack that is in the corner of my property i want to find out what's going on with it
2: is like so i guess we could look in newspapers mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, so looking in newspapers, trying to see if there's some sort of chatty little piece somewhere, <laughs> um you know, yeah, that sort of family lore mm-hmm. um piece, um possibly, if there were maybe some sort of loan that was taken out to build something, mm-hmm. you know, there might be some paper trail that has to do with that, um to think what else, what other options you would have. Um, yeah. And then I think you had kind of, um, you know, the looking at the like construction details Mm -hmm. of the building, um, you know, definitely there are styles with, with things, architectural styles, even with really utilitarian buildings, you Mm -hmm. know, like on a, on a farm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you could research the, the construction style of the building and maybe get a sense of, you know, some rough dates at least. Um, a lot of times too, you know, like farmers would, um, put, you know, like the date might be on the building or they might have, um, if the foundation is a poured thing, they might've scratched a year in the foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, so there might be, you know, some clues like that. Yeah. Um,
0: that's so fun.
1: I'm like, everybody
0: scratched the yeah. year into your foundation. Oh, I love that. That's <laughs> so love, cool. Like, you know, I don't like, cause why would you do that except to like have this record, right? Like the, yeah, to, to, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like that. Okay. Yeah. But, cool. but sometimes I guess we wanted to make the point too that, um, uh, I, right. Like sometimes it's not there. Like sometimes just a thing has not been recorded and no matter how hard you look, Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be
2: an estimated, it's something that you're just kind of putting together circumstantial Mm -hmm. evidence and you just sort of have an estimated date.
0: Right. Which is kind of what we said about, I mean, (laughs) with Frankie, we were saying about houses in town too, that, you know, sometimes you just have to make a sort of story out of the pieces you know. And like, is it true? Don't know. But sometimes (laughs) that's like a little bit of what history is. It's just like Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how things fit together.
2: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, the, my house, of course, is the one that I know the best and the, mm-hmm. have the most history about. And, yeah, there's um, some sort of, like, bright, shining points that I know and then just lots of gaps in between. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's really – and, you know, like for for Lawrence, for this area, um, you know, there, there has been um, – information kind of put together about the sort of the general course of development for our community. Um, and so, you know, sort of the context in which things were built. So you can, you can look at, at information like that,
0: you know, and sort of,
2: and then like look at your property and Mm -hmm. kind of see, okay, so this sort of fits into,
0: yeah, like This general days.
2: context. Yeah. Um, so like uh, there was a long time ago, I was an intern for the State Historical Society and I wrote state and national registered nominations for properties across Kansas. And so one of the properties that I wrote a nomination for was a barn in Pratt County. And it was an adobe barn, which is, mm-hmm. you know, not a super that typical barn building material, but it was built, uh, during World War II when there were a lot of shortages of oh. other kinds of materials, <laughs> wow. but there was simultaneously a big demand for, uh, dairy farmers to increase their herds because mm. there was also a need for more, um, more milk. And so, uh, so building an adobe barn, became a way for, you know, a farmer to kind of solve both of those issues, this, yeah. you know, the material shortage and the, you know, trying to fill this need for more dairy products. Um, Ooh, that's So that is very much, you know, that sort of building is very much a product of the context of its times. Right. So, you know. Every building is in in some way, right? Um, and it does seem like that's kind of
0: what what you want to know when you research your house. It's less like it was built on this day, <laughs> or it was like finished. <laughs> the, the construction of this house was finished on this day in 1930. Like
2: you want to know
0: more about. I don't know. Maybe not.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Just kind of the like story. the the narrative of the house. Like yeah. why why was it being built? What was it for? Mm-hmm. And that's you know with rural properties. I mean, just sort of that story of how, you know, people who are farming, how they have tried to respond to, you know, circumstances trying to, um, you know, use their land in the best way to, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to make a living, the trends that are happening in terms of, you know, the guidance that is coming out about how you do those things. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, so you'll see different styles of buildings being built to you know try to meet meet those goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: Well, awesome. I don't know. I feel like uh <laughs> I feel like we have a good list of uh-huh, yeah. of like extra places. Um do you happen to know if um Watkins and or the Spencer Research Library have resources for the kind of rural areas or, like, what types of things they might have?
2: Mm-hmm. Um. So, um. again, probably they have more stuff for places in town, mm-hmm. but the Watkins is the Douglas County Historical Society, so they are collecting or things throughout the county. Mm-hmm. So um, there would probably be things that they have um, there. Um, I guess one thing that I um, that I, I haven't mentioned yet is that there are also farmer's directories. We have one here in oh, our collection. Yeah. Um, and those, um, those gave some infor- interesting information, I think. So the name of the farmer, usually the name of the farmer's wife, sometimes the, the children, Um, If the farm itself had a name, um, how many acres, usually what the main um, uh, production, you know, if it's a dairy farm, if it's a, you know, crop farm of some sort, um, whether the farmer owned the land or was renting it. um, So those would be another resource. And Mm -hmm. I would expect the Watkins and or the Spencer would have more than we just have the one, but <laughs> <laughs> but if there are more existing, they probably have have a fuller collection of those. Yeah. Um, and then you know, uh, I don't know specifically, but um, you know, if you know, families have donated diaries or correspondence or, you know, papers. Um, I used to work at the Johnson County Museum and we had a collection of little daily diaries that a farmer in Johnson County had kept (sighs) and they were, um, you know, the, the weather, the, what he did, um, just kind of daily doings, um, a lot of my grandmother kept diaries like that. Every night she would, you know, watch the news and write down what the high and low temps had been and whether <laughs> nice. it rained and just kind of general things. Um, so they're, you know, they may have, you know, have somebody's um, yeah, collection like that.
0: Yeah, that seems like the sort of thing you stumble upon. And if it relates to your property, it's like just the miracle. Like it's just the miracle of your life. I don't know. I thought for a moment when I was researching my house, um, Last week that it had been William Burroughs' house, and I was like, "Wow, this is <laughs> this is like out of this is um, this is it's not miraculous exactly <laughs> that sort of thing, but um, you know, just the chance, the luck,
2: mm-hmm. really nice." He w- he would have been your near neighbor. He was,
0: yeah, he was. I think he lived on a Leonard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I love
1: those highs and lows where you're like. This is it. Oh my God. Like, I found the I thing. Almost, and then you're like, yeah. oh, it's not. I was okay. going to message
0: you and say, oh my gosh, did <laughs> I just find out that my house is William Burroughs' house? But I did like five more minutes of research. And Aww. I was like, oh, well,
2: nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't.
2: But he might have come over sometime. Yeah. 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 I mean, probably walked
0: <laughs> by it. <laughs> Um yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like we only just barely tap the surface of Melissa's brain and also all the resources that there are for <laughs> researching properties. I think we just need to have a whole series where we talk to like, you know, someone from the Watkins, someone from Spencer, the Register of Deeds about how you go about researching different sorts of property. So uh
2: podcast yeah.
0: listeners. <laughs> yeah. This is what this podcast is being <laughs> yeah, this is what it's gonna be. Um, um yeah. oh,
1: I did wanna mention um it's not Soup there's not tons and tons of stuff on there, but it is an interesting place to start, especially if you're looking at stuff um that's a little bit more recent. I did discover I'm obsessed with the interactive map of Lawrence. Ah, yeah. Um speaking of nosiness, you can see like what permits everyone has and it's very cool. I love it. Anyway, um there is one of Douglas County in it in its entirety where you can click to see the property ownership and the appraisal card does not have tons of historical information, but it does give you an idea of like where the existing property lines are and you can kind of compare them to your historical research. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And yeah. And those, um, subdivision plots there yes, are links yeah. to those as well yeah so if you want to take a look at the um yeah and i i think yeah i think linked either from that interactive map of lawrence or the douglas county property search there's also if a yeah if a survey has been done of a of your property or a ah. property near you mm. um you can you can take a look at those too.
0: cool oh my gosh it's so not simple.
2: No,
1: it's no. not simple. But it's it's kind of fun, though, yeah. to have all these pieces. And then sometimes you discover something in one resource that lets you kind of return to the others and dig a little bit more, get more specific. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's very much, I think, that was, I don't know, my experience of, like, writing register nominations was, you know, yeah, it's just sort of like you start out at this, like, really high overview kind of level. And then you're sort of like zoning in on like, well, this seems like a fruitful area. (laughs) And then, Mm -hmm. you know, like you learn something from that, that lets you get, maybe go in another direction or, Mm -hmm. you know, go back to a resource you've already looked at, but understand it differently, you know, Mm -hmm. how it applies to what, what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess it is like research. Like that's (laughs) Uh how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay well um let's go to the next section i think yeah yeah thank you well, yeah very cool
2: yeah okay um so melissa what are you reading oh um so let's see right now i am reading uh, flight behavior by yeah. barbara kingsolver yeah. Yeah. um so it's about how a woman discovers that basically the monarch butterflies that are supposed to migrate to Mexico have instead landed in her family's uh, woods in the Whoa. Appalachians. And so uh, all kinds of cultural things and science things and, um, yeah. Wasn't, so
0: Wasn't there another King Silver book about a house that you were telling me
2: about? Oh, uh, Unsheltered. Yeah. Yeah, I read that this summer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one is very much, if you're just wanting to be all things house <laughs> history, um, that one is about basically a house with the perspectives of two different families oh, who are, yeah. are living in it and kind of, yeah. Yeah, over time, right? Over time. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like this. I think, yeah. Okay, Ruby, you want to go? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm not reading anything that is my choice to read. Um back in back in school, uh I am taking an a freshman environmental science class. Sweet. Uh and our textbook is not a book. It is not even an ebook. It is a it is an online platform that you have to buy access to. That has the actual course material on it, including like quizzes and things that you are actually awarded points, hopefully for. So I was like, great, I'll just get that 14 day free trial over and over. Nope, because it links back to the class. It's so evil. And then at the end, you have nothing to sell back to the bookstore for pennies because you never owned
0: anything. I mean, I guess it's like, (sighs) eco. Although an ebook would be eco, right? I think I hit the microphone when you said <laughs> when you said like monetized platform because I was mad. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it's very. Um, they they have walled you in as a as yeah. a as a poor student who's trying to like yeah you know get around the textbook price. They're like, nah, you are paying for this. That's not a. So it's very weird. I'm like, I bought. I'm paying for the class, Right. and now I gotta pay for the class again. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, but it's a very interesting program, so Weird I'm not model. upset. But, it, yeah, this is the future.
2: Yeah, you should um, have your professor talk with the um, open access folks at the KU libraries. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole thing about open access is, well, there's the part where it's about trying to get scholarly writings out from behind paywalls. Mm-hmm. But the other part is, like, open educational resources, which is about – creating textbooks and resources for classes that students aren't being gouged for. Oh.
1: Yeah. Okay. Pit them against each other. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's a bummer. That's super interesting. Yeah. When you said that you had an evil textbook, I thought you just meant that it was, you know, like poorly written. No,
1: no. And it's, I, I'm coming around to it a little bit in that the, the textbook is arranged in a really, fantastic way um so i'm i'm not mad about the content of the textbook just its evil structure um but yeah so that's what i'm reading what are you
0: reading um i uh i think so i finished the books that i'd been reading for the past like two episodes did you finish wolf hall i finished wolf hall whoa like two weeks ago even so incredible yeah and I'm going to read the other books in that series eventually, but I got, you know, had to take a break. Um, and I finished Dog Flowers, the other book I was oh, reading. Oh, that was quick. This is just, it's really just quite a thing right through. <laughs> to actually finished the books. <laughs> so now I'm reading I, just Ursula, Ursula Ursula Le Guin. Uh, I'm on the second one of the Ursi series. So the Tombs cool. of Atawan, which is just like a little, I don't know, like classic little adventure sci-fi book. And um, it's pretty creepy, but mm. that's a... I think that's pretty much her style, so. Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) Nice.
1: Yeah. Oh, I had one last thing. Oh, okay. Which is. um, Okay, Okay. so I just wanted to return to our, like, resource conversation and our research, you know, difficulties and returning to sources and all of this stuff and – uh, mention Melissa's two programs uh, yeah. that are coming up. yeah, um, because we grill Melissa all the time about uh how to yeah. answer stuff. uh, but you can do that too. yeah, so um, yes. um so on Wednesday, November seventeenth from four to five, yes, mm-hmm. okay, um Melissa's doing the genealogy and local history research Mm drop-in um so she will be down in a meeting room and then you get to tour the local history room and uh pepper her with questions Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes so yeah
2: yeah so that yeah so that is kind of walking through some of the especially some of the digital resources that we have um for genealogy and local history research um and then yeah taking a little Little, little foray into the <laughs> local history room. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. And then on this is a bit later, but um December 15th, you'll have somebody from the Spencer. From the Spencer.
2: Yeah. Cool. Uh Caitlin Donnelly. Yeah,
0: that, that sounds right.
2: Is that right? Yeah. Um, who is the head of public services at the Spencer Research Library. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: I'm so yeah. excited. So if you're if you're deep into your research and you're stuck and you don't know where else to look, this is a great thing. But also if you're like, just I don't interested. know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I haven't started this yet. What do I do? Um, yeah. yeah. So or if you don't even any... have a
0: project. You're just like, I just want to Yeah. Go. yeah. Yes. I feel
1: like learning about resources Learn also stuff. prompts you to have a project yeah, too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, yeah. And I, I feel like a lot about research is... You know, you may not need the thing that you just learned about right at this moment, but you it kind of plants a little seed in your mind. And mm-hmm. then later on, you realize, oh, I'm doing this thing now. And I know that this is over here. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I did something to my headphones. I don't know. <laughs> Hassel's having an afternoon. Oh, it, it's working again. Okay. Oh. I don't know. All right. I think it's time to end. Everybody, you had until a Tuesday to register, not a Wednesday, as I said in the last episode. I know now it's too late, and it's not even the right time to say it, but I just remembered. So, anyway. Hasla has been beating herself up for a month that Uh, forever said Wednesday instead of
1: Tuesday for registering to vote. but it's yeah it's okay you know I, oh, anyway so thank you so much melissa for yeah thank you melissa yeah, don't yeah, don't,
2: don't fire us, us. <laughs> i wasn't planning on it <laughs> oh my
1: God. okay That's great. Uh, thanks right. everybody okay bye. bye tune in next month for another episode of oranges and peaches find the show notes on lplks.org and don't forget to subscribe and please rate or comment you'll help others find the podcast Our info librarians are Hazlitt Henderson and Ruby McKinnon Love with theme music and editing
0: by Joel Bonner. This has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.